Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To the Browns Wire Podcast. This is your host, Josh Keeley. With me is always the great Donovan James. Donovan, this is maybe going to be your best show, my friend, because the Buckeyes hit on some highly, highly, highly recruited individuals late in the draft. Before we dive into the, and I can't, I can't wait, I can't wait. This show, we're diving into every single Browns prospect, every single draft pick that they've had, talk a little bit about undrafted free agency. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to break it down. We had a great draft. But Donovan, first of all, how are you doing? How was your draft weekend? It was awesome, man. I had a really good time. I uh, enjoyed it. Thank, I want to thank everybody that listens to all these shows and reads all the articles. That I mean, Josh, we were just talking off air about what he does for Browns Wire, of course, with this show and everything and writing and uh, what he does with uh, the Buckeyes Wires. Shout out to Josh Keeley. All the guests we had on, man, Mac, Alexis, Bill, Eric, everybody, uh, Studio and Sports. You know, my article's over there that I barely do. But <laughs> well, thank, everybody. thank everybody for that. I mean, really, like, for real. I mean, that's, it's fun. Uh, the interactions on Twitter, it's always oh, fun. Yeah. Um, it was fun weekend, man. I think that both of our girlfriends are probably tired of the drafts at this point. And my draft memes, I keep sending mine. So um, <laughs> we can move on with our lives kind of now. I've actually, um, before the show, I was starting on my 2022 list <laughs> so oh, yeah. the draft nerd <laughs> oh yeah me too me too kind of shit, people are shitting on me on my facebook for posting 2022 thoughts they're like it's too soon i'm like it's never too soon never i want to be soon, the, i want to be the first on players like drake london out of usc you know what i mean <laughs> receiver there like, or just watching tape or whatever so yeah it's fun though i had a good time i appreciate it yeah yeah it's dude we got we got everybody talks about this being the dead period no dude we got an exciting lineup we're gonna break down the ohio we're gonna I'm start Woo. That's what Buckeyes were coming out. We're going to break down the Cleveland Browns draft. Next week, we're going to break down the rest of the AFC North draft and how they compare to the Browns draft. The week after that, we should have all the undrafted free agent stuff put away. We're going to break down the undrafted free agents and then dive into a little – we're going to dive into throwbacks, baby. Everybody wants to give grades to these draft classes this year. No. Donovan and I are going to reach into the barrel. We're going to go back 10 years and evaluate the draft class for 2011, what the Browns did right, what the Browns did wrong. That's right. You heard it here first. In a couple weeks, we're going to do that for you guys. This is, We have an exciting lineup of shows, dude. The Brown, the, the draft is nothing but, but provide us with content. And then, if you're lucky, we're going to sprinkle in some 2022 stuff. I know Donovan said he's ready. I'm not quite there yet. I'm sure Donovan's got more research in there. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm just yeah, I'm just starting. <laughs> I got a couple – there. Dude, the, the wide receiver class and the corner class, it's going to be phenomenal next year. I'm excited to break that down, talk about that. We'll get to that. We'll get to all that. But this week, we're going to talk about the Browns draft. I thought the Browns did a great job. Not one pick. Not one pick. And we talked about And if you if you listen to Donovan's mock draft, his seven-round mock draft in Student Union Sports, if you listen to us do our, our, our rankings throughout the – we're very inconsistent on when we release those rankings. But if you listen to the show enough, you got a good feeling of where we had certain players placed. Not one player was reached for on my big board other than the Browns' first-round draft pick. And I'm going to excuse that once we dive in. You'll see why. Um, but that's that rarely ever happens. It's been a couple years for me for that to happen on my board. So I'm very happy with what the Cleveland Browns did. Um, I'm excited to talk about these contributors. Donovan, how did you feel about the Cleveland Browns draft? Oh, man. I mean, I, I was just grading the draft today and kind of listening to some of the guys I respect in the industry and look up to, man. And the Browns, I mean, they were in everybody's top five, top ten, and they're definitely in mine. They're in my top five uh, for what they did. Um, I was highly impressed. I mean, I know PFF gave him an A+. Plus. Uh, Bucky gave him an A. Um, he only said they reached on one pick. So, I mean, everybody's – I've never – I haven't seen them lower than a B-plus A um from most consensus and i have them as a i don't really do like a grade i just do right like who are who is the top i do it in like tiers more so if that makes sense 
Oh yeah, that's the same way I do. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, did so like, did you did you reach? Is this good? Yeah. Did, well, I it, do. I, I do like a like like I said. I hate to talk about like value all the time, but I do like a value board too, just because like I have a top three hundred ranked. And mm-hmm. um, the Browns were one of the for me. There was let's see four teams. There were one of four teams that had uh, they, every player they drafted was in my top three hundred. Wow. See, I don't I don't so, do it that way. I I okay. don't I, I don't I only the top. Di- I'm a little yeah different. I do a lot of analytics and kind of like numbers. Yeah. See, I don't do it that way. I don't do it that way. I, you know, you know me. I, 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 analytics is a great tool, but that's all it is for me is, is a tool. Um, I, I only rate the top 100 guys, and then after that, I have tiers. Hey, is it, you know, and I, I kind of grade my. I like you. I don't really do letter grades. I more or less do. Hey, is this, did they reach? Is this good value? Is it a steal, right? And I kind of grade it based off of that. And then sometimes there's even some considerations that will go in, like, hey, there was a run on this that I didn't anticipate. This this is clearly a position to need. This is why they took the next best on the – if it's the next best guy on the board, and, you know, even though I gave him a third-round grade and you took him in the second round, I I'll, I won't consider that a reach based off of what's happened to the board up to that point. Uh, but, yeah, let's, you, you ready to dive in, talk about the each Browns pick? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, perfect. So in the first round with a 26th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns selected Greg Newsom, cornerback from Northwestern. Donovan, how did you feel about this pick? Uh, we have been seeing a lot of mocks, obviously, for the Browns taking Greg Newsom, so I wasn't yes, that surprised. Um, I mean, I, I don't like nitpicking people's drafts, too. That's another thing I probably won't do too much, but I will say – I have to kind of do it just because for the sake of argument. <laughs> well, I don't. I, and that, um, that's I, one thing that's going to well, set us apart from all the other shows too. Is we're not going to sit here and stroke Andrew Barry and, and the Cleveland Browns front office. I, I do. We're well, going to try to I break mean, it down and, and look at it as fifty-fifty as possible. We try to. I mean, they like I said. I, I can't. There's not much I can say bad about the Browns because just that's why I, I I'm like you. And let me get. I'll talk about Greg Newsom in a second. I just want to tell people like I do do analytics and have my my value board. That is a big tool for me. But at the end of the day, like, I watched most of these players play, and I watched their tape, and I watched them play live. So it's like, okay, I know what players should have been, in my opinion, what round. Um, off their value board, <laughs> they have an A-plus because, like I said, they every hit, every every uh, grade was like A, pretty much, every wow. pick. Uh, but Greg Newsom, I think Asante Samuel fit better to me. Um, Interesting. I think Asante Samuel Jr. was a better pick there, but I, I, I like Greg Newsom a lot. He was definitely – I got a first round, uh, late first round, early second grade from him. So, I mean, that was a good pick for them at uh, the top grade. And the, a need. I mean, a huge need because that front is fine. Uh, linebackers, again, we talk about they got the linebacker they needed for, yep. <laughs> for perfection. That was their best pick coming up. We'll talk about in round two. But um, Greg Newsom was great because they got to help out Denzel Ward, top five corner, but – Sometimes, you know, he's not going to look like if he doesn't have anybody helping him out next to him. So when they go up against Kansas City now and Buffalo and, you know, the whatever Chargers or whatever team, I think the Chargers are going to be a really good team next year. But so I'm moving them up in that. But uh, and, and Cleveland and all those, you know, Cleveland's going to have to cover and Greg Newsom will be able to do it. It'll probably, I mean, Greedy's coming back, but we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah, we have. That's gonna, but if he comes back healthy and Newsom, have, that's awesome. That's going to be. Yep. I mean the Browns. Devastating. Yeah, this is a great. Newsom's ready too. Like he's an NFL ready guy to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't have any issue with what you said. It's funny that you said. Did you listen to Brad Ward's podcast, All Eyes on Cleveland, Thursday? Um, was that the one you were on? Yeah, I listened to some of it. Because I said the exact same thing. Greg yeah. Newsom it was a good pick here. I, I, I gave him a second-round grade, so it, it's, I was technically a reach on my board. But I only gave three cornerbacks a first-round grade. So, you know, usually I like to grade like I make love very generously. But I guess <laughs> I was too harsh on my cornerbacks because I, I do after reflect. There's just – it's impossible. Three corners aren't going to go in the, in the first round. There's going to be more than that. Um, and, you know, Newsom is in that next tier. Um, so I don't think it's a reach. That was a position of need. Greg Newsom's very good. Like you said, he's NFL-ready. He checks every box. You know, I, I have a couple notes. You know, he's a fantastic athlete. He's got he, he's a quick accelerator, um, and he's got good length. He's got good size, right? We talked about you talked about Sante Samuel. I had a Sante Samuel higher on my board as well. I could see why they went with Newsom instead. I would have rather had a Sante Samuel because there's his resume is longer, it's deeper. That's the biggest problem I see with Gray Newsom is he's only got 18 starts under his belt. 
right? He played in the Big Ten where the big dogs were Chris Olave, Rondan Moore, Rashad Bateman. He played zero of those guys this past year. Zero. He missed the Ohio State game. Rondell Moore was out for the Purdue game, and Northwestern didn't play Minnesota. He's only got 18 starts under his belt. It's really hard to find games where he's playing top-notch opponents. So that's a big question mark to me. But physically, he checks all the boxes. Um, you know. So, But I'm with you. I would rather have Asante Samuel who went with the 50 played, pick. He didn't opt out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's because true. We, but I just, that he, like, he had to have. If he didn't play just, at all. He, that was a big thing. I thought – this year for me, that was a big thing. Like opt outs, like there were so many guys. Like I didn't realize how many guys opt out until like on the ticker it was like opt out, opt out, yep. opt out. Twenty twenty. Yep. I'm like these some of these guys. What the hell were they thinking? Opt out. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, just just saying, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. If he would have opted so, out, he wouldn't have got drafted at all because he didn't have. He just he simply did not have. The game he didn't play enough games, uh, but I do think it was a good pick. This is a guy that can be. This is a guy that can be a star. He's he checks every box physically you want. I'm nitpicking him because I didn't like I said his resume wasn't as deep as a guy like Cassante Samuel, but he can come in and he can be he can be a number one cornerback. He can be. I don't think he's going to be better than Denzel Ward, um, but it wouldn't be insane for him to be better than Denzel Ward. He checks every box physically, um, so I'm cool with this pick. I like this pick. Um, let's go ahead. Are you ready to move on to the second rounder? Oh yeah, that's the best pick they made. <laughs> I, I, I think so. There's one other pick that I, I really liked, but uh, the, the second round pick, uh, the 52nd overall, the Cleveland Browns took Jeremiah Wusu Kormora, outside linebacker from Notre Dame. Dude, I'll let you start on this guy. I know you. I mean, I just saw. I'm stoked. Like, I mean, I guess I'm part, part of Browns Twitter now, technically, because I'm followed by a lot of Browns people and follow a lot of them. And that was just like, it was hype. It was more hype than. Any other pick the Browns made, even over Greg Newsom, um, it was. All, I mean, outside of maybe Clowney signing him, it was the best hype thing of the offseason for the Browns to get JOK. I mean, you got yeah. people sh- shaving their heads because of JOK <laughs> being picked. Uh, but no, uh, I mean, him falling to day two, I was like, I wonder what team would get him. What team? Fit. I, I've been. I thought they should have picked him in the first round. So, because when you had a mock, uh, I think one of your mocks, you had him in the first, and I was fine with that. He um, seemed like a real Raiders type of pick. He did. A lot Last of teams, time we talked about I it. I thought the cap, I mean, there was a, a couple teams I thought it would take him, but man, I mean, him, for him to fall to this team, he starts day one. Um, this is a yeah. day one starter here. This is a game changer. Um, a, a, a truly impactful, almost a freshman rookie. Um, he, I, I mean, I could see him being a rookie of the year candidate. On defense, I, I don't I think di- he's that. Think he's that good. I don't disagree with that. <clears throat> I think you're right. I think you're right. He was a top fifteen prospect for me. You know, people are like, "Why? If he was so good, why did he fall?" You know, linebackers don't matter. Yada yada yada. First of all, you can call him whatever you want. He he, he is a linebacker because he's going to play in the second level. You know, that's that's how you classify that. But position, it's, it's just it's just a designation. Okay, that that's the problem with analytics is, or, you know, the analytics Twitter or guys that just read PFF and don't watch any football is that they're so stuck in these boxes bro you gotta be like taco bell but you gotta think outside the bun bro okay he's not he's not you know it's he's a defensive playmaker he's a line what it does it's not a bad thing to be a linebacker it's just simply not the browns needed it they got it this is a guy that's going to be great on the second level he's athletic he's versatile he's a he's a chess piece for a very creative defensive coordinator joe woods uh he was a like i said he's a first round prospect no 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 doubt in my mind no doubt in my mind he was a, he's a top 15 prospect in this class the reason he fell is likely due to the the reason hit the the what we view as versatility, someone might view as a tweener, right? So that already right. eliminates half the NFL teams that don't want to deal with him. That and he is rough in traffic, right? We talk about a lot of those classic three down linebackers. You know, your the classic linebacker don't matter kind of people like Tough Borland or, or those kind of prospects. Those guys really work well in trash and shedding blocks. Jeremiah Wusukormoro doesn't really do that. He he doesn't work well in the trash. He's got to be cut. He's more most effective when he's covered up. Uh, and I think that the Browns are going to do that for him. That, but that's likely one of the reasons why he felt. But this was the perfect pick. This was the perfect pick. There was nobody higher on my board than Jeremiah Wusu Koromora. So I was very excited for that pick. Yeah, I mean, I so as far as like my value board, I had uh, Jeremiah Wusu Koromora 18 overall, and I had uh, yeah. Greg Newsom 25. So, I mean, it's like they had two first-round picks. Right. And that's where I'm getting right. with the value stuff is like, I mean, it's just – Domination, man, for the first two picks, I was like, "That's a that's home runs." That's too dude, exciting. Home runs, yeah. That pick was exciting. He's gonna come I, in. He's gonna play. He's gonna play. I think he's gonna play right away. Yeah, I think he's gonna play right away. Um, moving on to the third round, they took in the, with the ninety first pick in the NFL draft. They took Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver from Auburn. Um, what are your thoughts on Schwartz? 
So where I have swords, I'll look where I had swords in a second. But um, because I don't want to fumble through some paperwork. But getting swords, man. We you know we wanted a speedy receiver downfield for for Browns and uh, mm-hmm. get you know you got Donovan People Jones who I like who can definitely uh, take the top off of defense. But getting somebody, Swartz is the fastest player in this draft. If I mean. He, oh yeah, top two, three. I mean, there might be a couple, maybe a two guys faster than him, but I think he's the fastest. He's got that track, true, tra- true track speed, and uh, they kind of didn't use him right at um, Auburn. And Bo Nix, you know, struggled too. Uh, he was up and down. I mean, he, he had some good moments too, but he was up and down for the most part. And they had a lot of receivers, like Seth. You know, he got yeah. drafted as well, and uh, Eli Stowe got picked up yeah. as well. Um, so they had a couple guys there to throw the ball too, but he was more of a. You know, one to read. He would go deep, but he missed a lot of deep passes. That was kind of Bo Nix's bugaboo, and he he kind of held him back. So I think this is a good uh, pick for them. I mean, obviously that receiver room is deep. I, you know, as far as need, no, that wasn't like a necessary need. But the Browns don't have that many needs. I mean, this is a team that a couple plays away from really. You know, I think being in the Super Bowl because they're a couple plays. Away. I mean, obviously when Mahomes went down, I and mean, we can get into that. It's another story, but. You know, they can beat Buffalo. They can beat Kansas City with this roster they put together. We're getting uh, John Johnson and all these draft picks and then Jadavion and then Baker getting better. Uh, they can compete with anybody. So, I mean, it was a little bit of a luxury pick, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, at least the receiver they picked is what a kind of receiver they needed. They didn't need, like, a yes. Maron St. Brown, even though he's really good, too, or, like, somebody like that. They needed somebody with some true track speed. And I know you were talking about, you know, some speed that they need on that team. And I think they addressed that with their last pick that we'll talk about soon and then this pick. Yeah, I, I, I this is not a pick I was high on. I thought this was appropriate value. I gave Schwartz a third round grade. Like I said, I, I'm I'm every I liked every pick they have. So I'm trying to be as objective as possible and give you the good and the bad. Schwartz, like you said, fast, fast, and fast. Okay. That he's all about the speed. He's one of the fastest players in the class, maybe the fastest player in the class. Right. So he they took him that if you're gonna get a guy with that kind of speed, this is where you need to take him. Okay, so I'm, and that's why they took him. And I'm 100% comfortable with that. And he's not just a burner. He, you know, when you talk about those deep balls, um, I saw someone tweet out his average depth of target. Well, there's a couple issues, right? Bo Nix really didn't have the best year, uh, but he is really good tracking the ball. You know, it doesn't, he doesn't, he, you see guys, especially in college, that are just blazers that kind of get lost and they don't really track the ball. Um, very well. If it doesn't land right in their chest as they're de- running down the field, they're not going to catch it. Schwartz doesn't like that. I feel like he he doesn't lose control. He doesn't lose the ball. Um, so I do feel like there is potential for him to be a deep threat, despite the statistics about his average depth of target. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that he can do that. Um, I was more of a Seth Williams guy. I had Seth Williams higher on my board. I gave him a second round grade because he is more of a complete receiver, right? He's six yeah. two. He's well over two hundred pounds. Um, you know, Schwartz isn't like that. Schwartz is, I think, he's six foot one eighty five. Um, he 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 is built more like a track star than a football player. I do think that that's probably his biggest red flag. I don't know how he's going to handle the physical physicality of the NFL, uh, but I'm not worried about. It. Like I said, that those are things that he can overcome. Those aren't things that are. Hey, I know I know that he is going to suck at that. That's not the case here. I, I think that yeah. there is room to grow. He does have, like I said, he is six foot. It's not like he's short. He can probably hit. 200 pounds. I don't, I don't think that that's an issue. He's just not currently. Um, and I don't think he's going to lose any speed. Like I said, I, I was hiring Seth Williams because he was more of a complete wide receiver, um, but he doesn't have the speed Schwartz does. So I, I am 100% Schwartz. comfortable with this pick. I thought this was a very solid pick. The cool thing about Schwartz or fun thing about Schwartz, Josh, is, uh, man, like on those gadget plays that I know the Browns like to use, like they, yeah. they tried to do some of that last year. And this is something I listened to um, – Oh God, we had we had a guest on. I can't remember his name right now. I always forget his name. Jake Burns or Jake, is that his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. He, he was talking about it. You were talking about it. I heard Mac talk about it and a couple others that you know they tried to do some stuff with Jarvis Landry last year. And he just can't do it. No, uh, or, or really <laughs> any anyone on. I mean, they can he can yeah. try to do it, but having somebody like Swords, like I mean, Gus Malzahn did get some things out of Swords just because his acceleration is the crazy part. Like. Yeah, he's, he's a track. He's a track star. He's a track yeah, he's star. A, he's got yeah, Olympic yeah, speed. All, he's all SEC. Yeah, I mean, he's like yeah. all SEC track guy. He's not like a high school track star. He's no. running track like in the SEC, you know, which some of the fastest men in the country. I would say Pac-12, SEC, probably two fastest track track teams. Um, 
by conference, but yeah, and he's for real. Like you can use him on a lot of different guy to plays. I want him to get some touches. There's potential there. There's potential yeah. for him to be the total wide receiver. We keep talking about his speed, but there is potential for him to be the total package wide receiver. If you're going to take, like I said, I had wide receivers on my board that were higher than him, but if you're going to get a guy with, with his speed and that's the guy you wanted, that's where you need to take him. Um, so despite having wide receivers higher on my board, this is where you had to take him if that was your guy. So, so I'm cool with it. Return game two, probably put him in. Maybe. Well, he. I don't know about that because he didn't do any returns in, in college. Didn't do any returns. You're I right. don't remember. I don't. Think we could he'd... we could look we could look that up because like uh, I don't yeah. you know I don't, I don't have that by heart. I just don't I don't remember him. He doesn't pop off the. He's not one of the prospects in my brain. I was like, oh, that guy was a good returner. Um, all right, so moving on to the fourth round with the 110th pick in the NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns selected James Hudson, offensive tackle from Cincinnati. Dude, I am pumped about this pick, and he got shit on all day the third day. But I'll let you talk about him first. Yeah, this was the only pick I did have a little bit of problem with. I thought, shut the hell up. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. So, son of a bitch, dude. Only the only pick on my value board that this wasn't an A for was this pick. How is that possible? You're the recruiting guy. No, it's funny because I I like I liked him coming out. I know he had a couple injuries in in high school, but uh, I had him. Let's see. I have a, I had a, well, what, what, what pick was he? What number pick was he? 110. Uh, 110. Okay. I had a 145. So that's not that bad of a value. Um, I mean, it's, it's negative 35. I, I, the fact that you're not saying it's an, it's a downright steal blows my mind. I don't, think I gotta be honest with you. I mean, I look at him as a high top level backup. Wow. Which is not, I mean, they, they don't need him. So that's why I wasn't that mad at the pick. Like he doesn't start right now. So, and I don't think he's a starter. He's a spot starter. Um, he can come in and be a swing guy if somebody gets hurt, and that's fine. Uh, I think that's kind of all he is, though. I'm so shocked I, by that. Is a lower level starter, high end backup. I'm I'm shocked by that. I think he's got high end starter value. I think he's got high. big time potential. I know that he had a shitty pro day, and that's all anybody ever wants to talk about. He did stupid, you know, and and I understand guys yeah. have bad guys have bad days. Guys yeah. have bad days, dude. I, I, you know, you know what I do for a living at my day job, and there there are days where I can't do simple math, and I'm writing big big checks. You know, everybody has a bad day. If you go back, this is a guy where you need to ignore they're, they're, the Browns took. Three guys, I almost I put two up, but they took three guys. We need to just throw the pro day out the window because the tape says something different. Analytics and the pro day, the combine, all these things are tools, okay? But the biggest tool that you need is the film. And James Hudson is an elite offensive tackle. This was the best offensive tackle on the board, and there was a huge drop-off after he was gone. And he was better than a lot of the guys that were taken in front of him. Brady Christensen was taken in front of him. And that was a guy, he's better than Brady Christensen. Uh, I think Josh yeah, Ball. I like, I like Brady better. See, I like Stone like for a size too. That was on the board. See, I disagree. James Hudson, I, I think he's I think he's extremely athletic. This is a guy who's a five-star recruit. Yeah. who was recruited to Michigan. They knew he was going to play off as a tackle because he didn't have the athleticism to play defensive line. Now, I have people messaging he me. Well, he, he was committed to Baylor at one point, too, early in his career. And, and people, I have people messaging me like, oh, if he wasn't athletic enough to play the defensive line, that means he's not athletic. No, that's not what that means at that's all. Not, yeah, yeah <laughs> not, half, half of the offensive tackles in the NFL that you're looking at, look, goddamn, Christian Darisol. Christian Darisol was screwed to Virginia Tech as a defensive tackle. Yeah, Defensive linemen are more – they have quicker feet and they're more athletic than offensive linemen. That's just the simple fact of it. You should be looking at it as a plus that at one time he was thought of to be, hey, this guy could potentially be a badass at the defensive side of the ball. He, he he struggled. He struggled at Michigan. Didn't see the field. He transferred to Cincinnati. Only has one year started under his belt, but it was goddamn. It was a hell of a year. I don't think year, he allowed. Yeah. I don't think he allowed one sack the entire year. He had he, one. He, bad, I think he had one bad game versus Georgia. Other than that, he and he got kicked out. He got kicked yeah. out. He, yeah. he, he got, and he was playing and he was blocking but, Aziz Ojolari. Yeah. Who at, well, at one point we were talking enemy. about being a number top well, fifteen pick. They, they have another kid. Uh, what's his name? Nolan Smith from next year's class. He was uh, <laughs> have, having to cover him too, or guard well, him wait. too. So he had a tough game. I believe because I, I, I know that he got he missed most of that game because he got kicked out. He got ejected. Um, well, I was just so saying, I think yeah. he only saw time against Ojalar, but I, get, I can't remember okay. specifically. But e- either way, you're talking yeah. about two top level athletes, and he he. That's it. That's that's the only bad game he had, and he got kicked out before he really got to put his feet in. You I know, do this like guy. You said he got kicked out as a bad thing. I think it's kind of like I do. The one thing I do like about his attitude, he's nasty. 
He's always he good. is. I watched. He's gonna at, fit. Uh, He's gonna fit with Cleveland. Yeah, I did watch him at the uh, the opening and uh, the All American game out in Texas, and he was he's he's nasty. Even in the practices where you kind of you're not supposed to go like 100 percent like you're sparring. Kind of you're supposed to go like 75. He just goes 100 percent, so he can kind of get a little too much, I guess, aggressive. But I like it because at the NFL I, that works. College, that, you know, you gotta have to hold back a little bit with your talking because the referees will throw a flag but and you can say that about i mean Wyatt teller was the same way coming out of virginia tech a road grader mean nasty body bag people mm. right that the brown that's what the browns there there is something to be said for an offensive lineman that goes out there trying to put people in the goddamn dirt and hudson is that he's got a very high ceiling he was the best player on that cincinnati offense last year he was the best player, bar none, and that that team was a very good team. The biggest yeah. problem with Hudson and why he fell to the fourth round is because he is a late bloomer. He's a one year wonder, right? If he he took a long time to get, see the field, and, and a lot of that is there, and there's a lot of question marks there. He didn't didn't sniff the field at Michigan. He had eligibility issues, which may be a red flag. I, you know, it's hard for me to to know the impact that that's going to take in the NFL. It could potentially be one. So you know, one year wonders, late bloomers like that. Uh, they that is a big question mark in my mind. But the pro day, the re- the relative athletic score numbers, throw that shit out the window. This guy's got this guy's got quick feet. You could suck it. This guy is athletic enough to hang in the NFL. There, ain't, I I ain't seen one play where it, there, it don't it don't look like he can compete feet wise. It don't it don't look like it. I can't see one. I didn't see no no film. Hudson is good. He's a good goddamn tackle. I gave him a third round grade, and I thought he was the best guy on the board. I was this was a this was a bigger steal to me. Than Jeremiah Wilson Cormore. Oh wow! Okay, you really do like. We're not that far off then. I mean, I gave him a, a mid fourth fifth. I mean, that's a little off, but um, I mean, I was looking at like Brandon Thorne. Uh, I like him. He, I think we're fans of Bleacher Report. He gave him a uh, he gave him a fifth round grade, but he also gave him like he does an upside grade too. And he yeah. said his upside grade was a potential starter. He did say that. Yeah. But on the left was, side, yeah, too. He he's him, athletic. He had him as OT17, but he said he could easily see him as a top five tack. But I kind of hate when guys – I love Brandon Thorne, so hopefully he's not listening to this. But the only thing I hate when people, like, do that, he ranks him 17th overall, but he's like, he could be top five. I'm like, well, you're kind of saving yourself from Because if he ends uh, up top five, you're right. If he ends up 17th best. But that's why – but- <laughs> but that's why he's here. so it is kind of it is kind of counterproductive to be like oh this guy's a six rounder but he could be the bet like that's kind of weird yeah. but that but a lot I get of your, what he's saying I get what he's saying a lot of your third rounders that's why they're here right like guys I give a third round grade to just like Anthony Schwartz right like that guy he checks he checks so many boxes it's like god damn dude this guy's got four two speed he could be the shit like he really could but this 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 went wrong the same thing with Hudson. He can if you and if you look at any scouting report before that goddamn pro day he had, they all say could be a potential left side a start on the left side. All of them. You can look any all of them. I'm not the only idiot that thought that. A lot of them. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Yeah. It, but but again, you're only he, he's got that small resume. So you're you there's not a lot of film to work with. There's not a lot there. So I could I could see it, you know. It's it's a boomer bust thing. So I understand where he's coming from. Um, like any anybody that I think could be a potential number one guy, though, I wouldn't rate that low. That seems kind of crazy. Um, but I totally understand why people would rank somebody that they think could be a star in the third round, right? Right. That's kind of my cutoff. If I have you in the third, if I if I have you below the third round, I don't really have faith that you could ever be the dude but I'll, I'll have guys that i have as hey this guy could be the dude in the third round um you ready to move on to the next fourth round pick yep all right in the fourth round 132nd pick overall the clean browns suck tommy tokiai deeps a tackle from ohio state donovan you know i love when the browns be picking buckeyes how do you feel yeah, about course. this pick we t- yeah we i think we talked about the i think you picked him on the mock draft that we had the seven round full one i'm I pretty did. sure you, yeah you did i did so, i yeah, took him about around yeah well I, mean, took him around, I think I took him around early. This is a great pit um, here. Yeah, I would have – if I would have flipped, I would have flipped uh, Tommy and, and Hudson personally. <laughs> but I know you wouldn't. That would have no. been fine. That would, if that flipped on my – if that flipped, the Browns would probably have the best drafts in the world on my draft board because they would have had no negatives. But uh, anyway, I don't want to be like the draft value guy the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, I kinda, Chris. I, I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I mean, that's a great pick. You know, some security. Uh, he could start, really. Like, maybe not yeah. day one, but, I mean, he could get some rep. I mean, I always look at these guys – that are getting drafted in third, fourth, fifth round, whatever, day three, injuries. 
because these guys are gonna have to come in and replace and get some reps, and they're gonna have to, you know, they get OTAs this year fully, so that's good. Um, I mean, the draft class last year wasn't too bad without. Do they OTAs get OTAs? And, I thought yeah. that the I thought that the players just announced that they're gonna be skipping OTAs. I thought they were saying I thought they're gonna do it all virtual. Are they doing all virtual OTAs? I thought they were, but we'll we'll have to we'll have to look into that. Yeah, I thought I heard a co- uh, I thought I heard a coach talking about OTAs. Uh, I was listening to like Cliff Kingsbury or, so, or Sean McVay or somebody like that. But anyway, I could be wrong. But either way, I mean, this is a guy that can come in. I mean, he's obviously one of the strongest players in the draft. He got one of the fastest players in the draft, mm-hmm. one of the nastiest players in the draft, one of mm-hmm. the strongest players in the draft, back to back to back picks. So and one of the most athletic guys with JOK too. So. Um, yeah, this is a really good pick, and it's, it's cool seeing Ohio State guy obviously stay home uh, and you know playing yeah playing Ohio. Yeah, you know. uh, this is another so, great so pick for you to write about. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is another great pick. This is a guy I gave a second round grade to. Um, you know, I, again, I want to be fully honest. This is not. I, I had Davion Nixon higher on my board. I did. Uh, Davion Nixon ended up going much later. I think he was drafted in the sixth round. Um, but I get why you would take Toe Guy over Nixon. You're, the Browns did a really good job of getting guys that could offer something rare. Uh, Tommy Toe Guy, like you said, is the strongest guy in this draft class. He's a great anchor. He's built like a fire hydrant. He's not going to be. He's an immovable object. He's extremely strong. You know he's going to go in there, and he's that. He's at least at the very least he's going to provide that. The problem with Tommy Tokiai. Um, and why he fell in the fourth round is because he doesn't offer much as the pass rusher. And that's not because of his lack of quick feet. It's because he doesn't really have ideal length. I, you know, I think he, I don't think he's even six foot two. He's a Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's even, even six foot two. So he, but he's not, he's not like, he doesn't have a body. Um, like, you know, the Browns fans will remember from Danny Shelton, you know, Tommy Togai is thick all over. He's got, he's a great, got a great attitude. Absolutely 100% pleasant human being to talk to. I'm excited for him. I think, like you said, I think he's got high level starter ability, potential. Um, so I, I think it's a great steal. I think it's a, it's a big steal here. I, like I said, I gave him a second round grade. There, all the the thing I like about this draft too, so far all the names read, all these guys are coming to work, man. There's no character issues or no these. I mean, these are like some of the hardest working guys in the class. Even a guy like Swartz, he's always a track guy. No, he's a football player first, though. Well, you know what I mean. So I mean, he's his, a track bo- his guy. body says different, but yeah, I know. His bo- yeah, but I mean, he's working though. I mean, this dude is gonna put in the work, and you know, uh, everything I've heard about him is good as well. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, it says uh, Michael Gelkin, NFL, no, it says uh, NFL.com says there's OTAs and training caps this year. Really? Okay, we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. I thought I remember, the, I thought I saw something where the, they were going to do it virtual. Um, but all right, moving on to the next pick in the fifth round, 153rd pick. Uh, the Cleveland Browns select Tony Fields, second outside linebacker from West Virginia. Donovan, how do you feel about Fields? Tony Tony Fields kind of grew on me a little late. Um like in the process of the draft, not like late, like as of like you know. I mean, but I like this big. This is, I mean, this is fifth round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. So I mean, this is about where I had Tony. I think I had Tony feels a little bit higher. I think I had a fourth round grade on him actually. Like a late. I fourth. did as well. I yeah, had a fourth round grade on him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I, by the way, I love all the I'm a uh, Cleveland Brown tweets. Or I woke up with Cleveland Brown because he was another guy. That I know, right? That. He was tweeting a lot. Like dreams turn to reality. It was cool. It's just that's fun part of the process, especially like. I didn't interview any of the Browns guys, I don't think, uh, in high school. I saw Hudson, but, th- I mean, it's just fun seeing these guys live out their dream. just want to say that. But, yeah, I mean, as far as him making the team, you know, I-, I watched this guy back in the day at Arizona. Or I remember him going to playing at Arizona, um, a Wildcat. You know, obviously they had the, the coaching change and everything, so he transferred West Virginia. But he's done a good job. I like the way he can play. He's undersized a little bit. But um, I mean, it's a solid pick there, you know, for for them. Um, I, and I don't, I don't care about undersized really. For this defense, I think that they just need guys that can make plays because that front, like I said, is just so good. When you have a guy like, uh, hopefully, greedy, healthy Grant Delfield's guys, hopefully that all works out. And then Denzel Ward, a top five corner, um, and then getting Johnson too at safety. I think that was a really big move. A lot of people. I don't think realize how big of a move that was. So I just think this team's complete and getting those athletic linebackers like a Tony Fields will help out a lot. That was a good pick. I saw a couple of people say that this was their worst pick. Um, I'm shocked by that. Yeah. Well, well, it's weird because like this is not. I mean, it's about where you should go. I mean, and obviously the the pick we're about to talk about coming up is a controversial one too because of the injuries. But 
I mean, at the end of the day, Tony Phil's the second. I mean, we're he's not a sixth or seventh round guy. He's definitely not no. a DFA. I mean, this is right. Yeah, I, I'm. I I haven't seen that at all. I felt like they were pretty. People were pretty. The only the only time I saw people bitch because the guy was a linebacker. That's it. But these were people that didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Well, that's um, one of the reasons why. Yeah, they were like, well, they just picked another linebacker. They only needed maybe one. Their linebackers were garbage. We we we're, we need help on the second level. Tony Fields pro- pro- provides that. The cool thing about Fields is, you know, we see a lot with the past linebackers that we drafted a cough cough Mac Wilson yeah. is that they're, you know, boomer bust prospects. Tony Fields isn't like that. Tony Fields is not going to be a star, right? The other, no. the, uh, the, the other guys, I, the other guys I talked about before this, I talked about, oh, this guy could be a potential starter, you know, star potential. I truly believe that. With Fields, no. there's not. He's not going to be a star, but he's a consistent player. I gave him a fourth-round grade. He's a good outside linebacker. He's productive. He, he was a three-year starter at Arizona. He was, he was a starter at West Virginia. He was the star of that West Virginia defense. Now, it was a very average defense, but he was the star of that defense. He's athletic. You know, I don't think he's that – Undersize. I know he said he weighed two thirty with the at the on the Pat McAfee show a couple weeks ago. My problem with him is that he's maxed out. He's built. He's built like a DB. Like that's his body is yeah. his body is maxed. It's not necessarily that he's small now. It's just that he's good. I think he's really gonna have to work hard to keep that two thirty on because it does. I don't. He's, he's twenty three, right? Isn't he twenty three? I don't think so. Is he? Maybe. I thought I saw he was funny because, you know, people were about the age thing. I mean, I, I don't dis- – the only reason I don't dislike the Browns linebackers much is just because they're so young. Like, I don't think they're garbage. I think, like, they haven't really – No, but they've had issues. They they have issues. They have. I mean, but you're looking at – I mean, none, I think all these guys are, like, under 20 – well, Malcolm Smith, obviously not Malcolm Smith, but, like, Mac Wilson and Sione and Jay. They're, they're ready to – dude, they're, they're ready to win like, now. No, they are, but that that's still the weak part of their team. But I'm saying, like, those guys are so young. I mean – there, I mean, Taki, it was Taki, Taki was a rookie last year coming out of BYU, and he wasn't like really highly touted to me. He kind of was like Tony Field. No, it was his second. It was his second year, it was wasn't his it? Second. I thought it was. His I thought he was drafted first. the same. You no, you're probably right. You know more. Yeah, I mean, he was dra- he was drafted the same year as Mac Wilson. You're, you're right. You're right. He was yeah, he was drafted in 2019. So it was both their second years. Yeah, and Jacob Phil- was Jacob Phillips a rookie last year? Yeah. Okay. Those three guys. I mean, I don't ever see. I like Taki Taki a lot. But you can probably get away with starting. You need somebody to be like a legit linebacker. Well, they can't have a bunch of above average, average guys. Somebody has to now. That no, but JOK, but that, I think JOK will be the guy now, though. Yes, I mean, right. But in the fourth round, Walker, it, it, if Anthony you Walker. can get a guy that can play and be consistent in the fifth round, that's a good that you, he's gonna he's gonna be a very solid player. He may not even be a starter, but he's not gonna be a liability. Right, yeah. and he's going to be able to contribute on special teams at probably a very high level. This is a this is a good pick. He's not a star. Yeah. There were some guys, uh, you know, there was a guy. Cameron McGrone was a linebacker that I saw on the board. That I was, like, ooh, that guy. He, could, I think that guy could go. Um, who ended up, he ended up going later to the Patriots in the same round. Um, but Tony Fields, he's he's just very consistent. There's no highs and lows with him. He's just a productive dude. So I'm cool with it. Played in played in the three three five defense too, man. Yeah, it's tough. tough. <laughs> Absolutely. So the next fifth round pick, they took Richard LeCount, safety from Georgia. Donovan. Oh, I have a I, lot of experience around Richard. So I guess, How you, yeah, I was going to say, I guess I interviewed one player. There you uh, go. For, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Richard, man. I hate that he even is in this spot because of the accident, obviously, that he got in. But, you know, it's just life, man, and things happen. I'm just blessed for him to be alive, man, because it could have been a lot worse, or he could have, you know, maybe like wouldn't be able to walk again or something like that. So for him to be now, this is kind of uh, I I've talked to people really close to that Georgia program that work, you know, um, for the beat for them. Mm-hmm. Shout out Jake Bruce, but I talked to Jake, man. He he's not gonna play this year probably much at all he's not ready he wasn't 100 and that's not because of skill that's because he's hurt it's because he's hurt yeah he's not ready yet um he kind of got forced pushed out there for that pro day um so some of his obviously his numbers are horrible (laughs) well he he had an interview recently with the browns after being drafted he had an interview with i can't with one of the you know on the zoomie or whatever and he said he said the injuries aren't that bad i had like a bruised knee or something like that and like a bruised this and that but like you said, I've also heard that is not the case. 
That's not the case. I don't think that's the case. I trust my people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, you're gonna, you know, I'm not saying Richard Kind's like a liar or anything. Like it's lying to you. You kind of have to lie to protect yourself. But at the end of the day, like when you get out, well, the Browns test, know. The Browns yeah. know what's going. Yeah, yeah, they know. When you test, and you know, Richard the Cow, like, pops up. His, he's a playmaker. Um, now, it's a. I, I can just said it on the podcast with like, you and Eric and everybody. He's a red shirt really this year. Like you know, uh-huh. you're not gonna get much or anything out of him this year. You might not play at all. He's IR maybe or just a uh, practice squad guy. But um, yeah, special teams and the depth at the um, you know safety position is is good, and that's the guy that can make plays. Um, first two years at Georgia, man. Oh yeah, God, yeah, I love watching him. He's fun. A little, you know, kind of, I guess, on the shorter side, a little yeah. bit. Um, he's a little undersized. He's kind of always been that way, even in high school. But he was still a baller and a playmaker, and just I like the way he pops up the screen. He's not he's not special really. Like, to me, he's not going to be, like, a starter for you. But, I mean, he's a guy that can definitely make some plays when he's in the game. And especially in those packages, you have to have an extra safety. And he can play in the box, too, which I like a lot. Like, not only can he get the interception and get tip balls at his kind of smaller size. He's not, like, a long guy. But he just he has good vertical. He makes plays. He's just instinctive. And he can go in the box and hit you. And, he's, again, the Browns trend is hard-nosed, hard-working guys. And this is a guy that's – Worked his ass off to even yeah. be like running at the pro day, let alone like working out fully. So well, everyone, yeah. Georgia raves about him, dude. Like, I mean, I'm talking, they just love this guy. He was like the team leader, team captain, emotional, inspirational guy. Yep. So, yep, yep. I heard the same thing. Um, I do disagree with you about this. His this the special factor. Um, I do think he can be special. I gave him a third round grade. You know, obviously knowing that with the injury issues, I think he can be a starter in the NFL. I like him. Former five star recruit. You know, he you, you he's leadership oozes from him. You yeah. hear nothing but positive things from people that cover Georgia from from his teammates. You know, he he's going to be a good locker room addition. He's always in the right spot at the right time. I don't think his pro day was an indicator of his athleticism. I don't think he's an elite athlete, but I do think that he is a good athlete with good instincts, which makes him a great football player. Um, I do think he is small. I don't think you're going to see much of him being in the box safety like he was at Georgia. Uh, at 5'11", 190, I think that he's pretty much maxed out you know maybe he might be able to hit the 200 pound range i don't i don't know i think that that might be even questionable for him would he come in five five eleven I, I believe at his pro day he was somewhere in the range of five eleven one ninety we yeah, can do- someone I, can I, double I, check I, that for me because i might be wrong he was like five ten one he was almost the exact same size so he's probably not gonna that's kind of what i look at if i'm if i'm like looking at these guys hiding away from high school and they haven't grown much it's like they're probably not gonna just yeah fo- he was Five ten one ninety six. So I think he, I think he's done. I don't I don't think he's getting any bigger than two hundred two hundred five. He's always going to be a small player, so he's, he ain't going to be playing in the box. But I I, I do think that that's not going to stop him for what he does and what he does well. Um, I like him. I think you give him a redshirt year. He gets healthy. I think he can be a, a goddamn player. Now, with that said, the safety that really popped off the board at this time was uh, Talanoa Hufanga. I, I was staring at that pick. You know the safety from USC yeah. going. God damn, that'd be a good fit. But I understand why they went with LeCount. I think that there's probably higher upside there once he goes back 100%. Alfunga dealt with some injuries himself at USC. Um, LeCount, wait, he's not LeCount isn't injured. Alfunga had a hell of a year though, man. Yes, he that did. Was, yeah, he's he a badass, did. dude. I had him way, I had him way higher on my board than LeCount. Oh, but like dude, I said, yeah. he's he's more pure in the box safety. Um, like I said, he dealt with pretty consistent injuries. LeCount just LeCount isn't injured, bro. He just had one nasty injury. And it was, it was not even field. playing football. Yeah, yeah. It's off the field. I think the way he played at Georgia sometimes can cause injuries. But like you said, he might. He not, never not, gotten one, right? He never he had never one. Got, he not. He's not going to be playing the same like you said. Though the way Kirby and those guys use him, they they let him just fly around and they let him go yeah. in the box more uh, up there. But he's not going to be doing that uh, in the NFL because of his size. But I still think he kind of. That's just him though. Like he's gonna. That's gonna have to be like a thing where they kind of make him not fly head first and play with his head on hair on fire. Cause that's kind of how he plays. That's yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I didn't see him playing undisciplined ball though. It didn't look like he, Not undisciplined. Had a lot. Yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee that being, that being an issue. He, he, he's got, he's got, he has size limitations. So we'll see what they do with that. He ain't going to be, able, he's not going to be an all around safety. I think he can be very, very, very good at what he does. Well, but he's, they, if you make him do something he's not good at, he's going to suck at it because he just doesn't have the size. Uh, moving on to the last pick in the sixth round, 
The Cleveland Browns select Demetric Felton, wide receiver out of UCLA. How are you feeling about Mr. Felton? Oh, I loved it, man. This was uh, – man, where did I have Felton? Give me one. I liked Felton coming out of UCLA just because he's a gadget guy and kind of – I gave him really, a fourth-round grade. I think I, I think it was a fourth-round. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Jesus Christ, sorry. I got so many names on this board. Yeah, I had him at uh, one uh, twenty-eight. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty high. So this is a this is probably what besides JOK, their second best pit to me, just as far as value. Really? So yeah, Sultan I had as a yeah, I had him as a fourth round guy. Fourth, fifth round. He didn't test as well as I thought he would. No, he tested very bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that kind of worried me a little bit, but like watching him play um at UCLA in space is he's a fun player, but I mean he's definitely yeah. like a he's a gadget guy. He's not you just want to get him six to eight touches maybe at max. Like, if, you know, we're being honest. Like, that's really what he is. He's kind of just a gadget player. But he's fun, and he can make some plays. And hopefully, you know, he can pop and get a couple touchdowns here and there for you. I think that's what type of player he is, really. I'm not saying I'm like – he could be better than that, but I think that's what he is, kind of. He could be I, better than that. It sounds like we're kind of on the same page. We gave him, I gave him a fourth-round grade as well. I don't think I, – I, I gave him a, the same profile. I've been very, very generous with what I think that – I think that every player on here has, has a chance to be – there is a spark of special to every player other than Tony Fields, who I still love. He just keeps – but he's going to be a solid guy, nothing more, nothing less, and Demetri Felton. I don't think Demetri Felton's going to be special. I saw some people compare him to Curtis Samuel – and uh, no, Kurt, no he, he's not going to yeah. be that. And that's okay. I think he can be very solid. Uh, again, uh, Seth Williams was still on the board. I told you I, I would have taken him in the third round. Apparently, I was wrong. I, I viewed Seth Williams as more of a, of a, of a better overall wide receiver. Uh, Felton, to me, though, I think that this is a steal. Like I said, a game of fourth round grade, you, you draft him in the sixth round. I think he does for what you're looking for. He does it very well. He's not going to be a liability, he's not going to be a star. But like I said, like you said, for if, for ten touches a game, if that, he's going to give you what he can. Um, his pro day numbers were bad, and other th- so Hudson had bad pro day numbers. That I'm throwing out the window. Felton's pro day numbers didn't surprise me at all. He doesn't. He's do you remember, he runs very similar to Braxton Miller, where in space in a phone yeah. booth he will mess you up. But as far as long speed goes, I, Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana Lafayette is kind of the same way. Chuba Hubbard is kind of the same way. Even Trey Sermon is kind of the same way. Where it's like, dude, if you if you if you lock me in a room with them, I ain't getting my hands on them. But if we got to run down, if you got to run down, if it's just straight line speed, he, there's a lot of guys better than that. Um, and I think Felton's kind of the same way. Um, so, but the thing about Felton that makes him good, and I think that's going to make him contribute. Is that he is an elite pass catcher? I don't think he's a. I don't. I don't think he's nearly as good as a running back as he is a wide receiver because he is a pure hands catcher. Shit, he probably has better hands than Schwartz. And Schwartz played wide receiver yep. in college. Felton was. They were trying to make him a running back, and he just. He's a very good pass catcher. He doesn't catch it with his chest. He doesn't. He gra- He gets the ball at its highest point. He's very good. He, he doesn't drop a lot of balls, dude. And you know, usually with running backs, you kind of see that because they run those wheel routes and angle routes and it kind of it's not a difficult task but if you're not doing it consistently and not looking for it it can be kind of rough and he doesn't have any issues at all he is versatile you can play him in the slot i don't have an issue with you playing him on the outside every now and again you did that every now and again and he was pretty competent at it you know you can play him at running back he ain't gonna run up the middle for you he's always gonna look to bounce it out he's not gonna be good at it but if you're doing some pitches to the outside or you know you got some gadget play you want to run, you can line him up in the backfield. You know he's a very good route runner. He's a very good route runner. Usually running backs, they keep keep it very simple. We talked about Kylan Hill, um, kind of having the, the the Mississippi State utilized him a lot. But he ran one or two routes. Felton ran a pretty wide variety of route tree at UCLA. Um, I think he can bring that. I don't think he's going to have any issue. I think he's you're going to see him take more snaps at wide receiver than you are running back because he is very very effective at that. He is small. Um, I know his pro day. He measured it. He was one eighty four. He at UCLA. He was listed at two five ten, two hundred pounds. I think he was five ten at his pro day too. Five ten, yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. I don't. So he, but I, I think that he is tapping out at two hundred. He's maxed out there. Um, you know, five ten isn't ideal for a wide receiver, but it's definitely not the smallest you've ever seen. Uh, but that's probably his biggest problem. He's he's small. He's not long. 
You know, a lot of those wide receivers you see with that are five ten have longer arms. He doesn't have that. Um, he's built more like a, a small running back rather than a wide receiver, yeah. so that is an issue. But if that's, I think that he can be very solid. I think he can be a quality guy. I saw someone compare him. To, I saw someone say, "Oh, Duke Johnson. He's not as good as Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson had." You know, was the lead back there for a couple games, and besides injury issues, he would have been the lead back. But he could bring similar pop off the sideline. I think he's just a very solid player. Yeah, he was uh, number one. He was tied for first in broken tackles, and then second yards per contact. So I mean, it's a guy like you said. He's got some wiggle. Um, yeah, as they say, yeah, more yeah. so than like straight line speed. He's got a lot of wiggles yeah. and ju- juke moves, and he can jump too. Uh, a couple of plays where he hurdled um, over a couple of players. Jalen yeah. Marshall so. had a similar athletic profile coming out of Ohio State too. When he ran a combine, he you know he, he had a power. He was a very effective punt returner, kick returner, and then when he ran at the combine, he ran like a four eight, and everybody was like, "What? How do you? What? Why is he? Why is he so slow?" But he just was very. He was just a very smooth runner. He found a way to break tackles because he was. He had quick feet. And he he used. He was very aware of the leverage that he had, and, and he was always thinking two steps ahead. And Felton's kind of like that. Felton's just a very effective, smooth runner. And there's a lot of guys like that in the NFL. There's a lot of guys. Not every running back runs a four four. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I just got to I got to shout out Demetri Felton because he's from my hometown of Temecula, California. So, oh, is that right? Nine five one, baby. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's from, he uh he went to Great Oaks High School, so one of the not as good high schools at football, but he he made it. So that's <laughs> no, that's dope. Kidding, they got a pretty solid program over there. But yeah, uh, I'm happy for him. He, he had a good year. Um, you know, he's behind Josh Kelly for a little bit, and Josh Kelly actually. Even, Pretty good player. He turned out good. So. Yes, Josh Kelly was very good at UCLA. I, I mean, the way Chip Kelly used Felton, though, was smart, you know. But, you know, uh, he kind was of. definitely – yeah, he was a focal, po- a focal point of that team. But him and DTR on that uh, RPO, man, was kind of deadly yep. sometimes. Like, they, they get that tempo going. They were fun to watch this year. Yeah, they, so. they used him how they had to use him. But he would have been more effective. If he was at a place – his draft stock is what it is. The dude, he might have been drafted a little bit earlier if he was at a place like Ohio State where they wouldn't have to rely on him. UCLA showed his weakness a lot because they were they were using him as the run. They were using him as everything. He was the offense. You they know had, what I mean? Yeah. Him and DTR, yeah. Were... He just wasn't good enough for that. He very just a very he's just a very solid player, much like Tony Fields, a linebacker. He's going to give you what he gives you, and he's not going to be a liability. But again, if you can get that in the sixth round. That's great. The, the Browns drafted a running back in North Carolina State a couple of years ago. Matthew Day is um, was, was very similar. Um, I think Felton is probably better than Day's. Obviously, we hope that because Day's was on the roster for, I think, half of a year. Um, but very similar collegiate profile. You know, he was what he was. Played at NC State. Was the backbone of the NC State offense. No highs, no lows. Just did what he did. Felton's a little bit better than that because he's such a good receiver. Um but, yeah, I, it was a very impressive draft. Immediately after the draft, the Cleveland Browns uh, signed Marvin Wilson as an undrafted free agent. You know I love Marvin Wilson. I gave that guy a second-round grade. I think he's a, he's a monster of a man. I know he's got some pretty upsetting medicals. We'll dive into his stuff and the undrafted free agents a little later um, once all that stuff gets finalized and we kind of know the, the, the cuts and all that good stuff, you know, you know what they're getting paid and all that. Uh, but it's also very exciting that they're being so active so fast. Uh, but that's, that's my biggest takeaway. It's hard to be pissed. It's hard to be pissed about this class. There's not really much to be mad about. No, not at all. And getting somebody like Marvin Wilson, excuse me, yeah, another big time recruit, a, a guy I've definitely been around a, a lot in high school. Um, I mean, that's like drafting a, another player. You know what I mean? Another guy, and that's a guy that can. Make, I know Keandre Thomas. I think got signed by them too. K State. I don't know if that's a. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're okay. right. And then they so drafted like, the defense back out of Miami, Ohio, who I, I gave it under who, who's who's very effective at Miami, Ohio as well. So we'll we'll dive into that I stuff before we get finalized. Um, I, I don't have the entire list in front of me. Yeah, I don't only know that I didn't even know about the Miami, Ohio guy. I just knew those two. But obviously, Marvin was one of the, he was a bidding war for him. You know, what I mean? so they really wanted him. Yeah, a lot of the He's Bears. Good. The Bears, the Bears tried to outbid the Browns for him, but the Browns won. So <laughs> um, that was a think, guy who had that was the guy who people had as a first round pick going into the season. Now he didn't have first round tape. No, not at Very, all. Very no, no. But yeah, he, he, he dude, had, if they would have took him in the second round, you wouldn't have heard me bitch at all. I had a third on him, but uh, I mean, he's got 
his talent is just you know. I mean, he's got he's got games where he dominates I, I, for sure. I know, yeah, he does. I know. Not consistent. I, I've talked to the couple people that have been around him that you know there is some off the field like just work ethic stuff. Which that's, that's the issue. That's like one of the only, like, you know, because I've been saying all these guys are hard workers, but Marvin, uh, I mean, not, not so much. <laughs> so, not, you yeah. know, we'll have to turn him around in that locker room. But hey, man, he, he's happy um, to go to Cleveland. You know, I saw his tweet too. He said, headed to Cleveland like his favorite athlete, LeBron. Well, LeBron's gone, so. <laughs> yeah, you probably should update but, that. Yeah, but <laughs> I know what he meant, so that's cool. But yeah, I like, I like, I like Marvin. He's got it in him. That talent, you just got to put it, it all together. So that's some, you know, UDFA. But uh, you got a pretty big contract to be two hundred thousand. Yeah, they're showing a lot of faith in him. I think he's going to stick around a while. No, oh, yeah, he will. He will. Right, unless those medicals don't check out. Yeah, he said the medicals too. We'll that's see what happens. Yeah. We'll I wonder what. what I wonder what his injuries are. I have no idea. I have no idea. Someone told me it was, it was a medical issue, but I don't really have any more information other than that. But like I said, it was a great draft class. Next week, we'll dive into the rest of the AFC North and uh, give our nitpicks over that. Um, Donovan, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, man. Um, I'm coming out. Oh, well, I don't know if this is like a sign-off or like <laughs> – okay. I mean, you, we've been going on for an hour. There's no other draft. Okay, picks, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. I didn't know. Okay, yeah, well, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm working on uh, my top ten. Basically, just a draft. Order like from one to thirty-two. I'm not gonna give a grade A, B, B, C. Just one to thirty-two. I think had the best drafts. Uh, I'll give you a sneak peek. The Browns are in that top five, so you should be Damn. looking out for that. Jacksonville's number one, which I know is generic, <laughs> but they did a really good job. I loved what Urban Meyer and that staff did, and they picked they picked all four and five stars, which I found pretty funny. Urban just was like, "This is, I recruited this guy, pick." <laughs> Pretty but, much. Yeah. But I like what they did. Uh, so I've been in Cleveland and a couple other teams. Got to wait and see what other teams have happened then. You know, um, I am going to work on the 2022. Not, I'm not doing a 2022 mock draft. I'm just going to do, like, my top 50 teaser of just top 50 guys right now. Or maybe top 100 if I feel like doing all that. But we'll see. So let's do – so next week let's break down the AFC North and the week after that. Let's do our top Browns fits for in the 2022 draft. Okay, let me write that down. Top twenty-two yeah. fits. Okay. Yeah, and we'll do that, and we'll mix that with tough. a review. We'll we'll mix that with a review of uh, the twenty eleven draft. So we'll make, we'll split it up fifty-fifty. Uh, are we doing like a twenty eleven like? Oh, we're grading. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. you can grade you can grade this class all you want, but ain't none of them suited up yet. But the twenty eleven draft class, dude, those guys, most of those guys are out of the league. Yeah, 2011. Who? I got to go back and see. That's gonna be my research tonight. I don't even right? know who the first big was. It was Sam, is that Sam Bradford? I think so. I thought so. I like Sam Bradford. Man. I, I get yeah. sad talking about Injury, him. injuries. Got to him, bro. No, dude, that was Cam Newton. Oh, it was Cam Newton's draft because Sam Bradford was a year before that. Then, yeah, Sam, Sam Bradford and Tim Tebow. Yeah, and the Browns before. took the Phil Taylor. From Baylor, oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, Phil okay. Taylor, Jabal shooting, Greg Little, baby. Oh wow, Owen Marisic, Jordan Cameron, Buster oh, Screen, Omar- Jason Pinkston, and Eric. That's a, wow. That was a good. I just pulled that draft up though. That's a good draft. Like I mean, no, yeah. it's not. Dude, Vaughn Miller's a Vaughn, Vaughn Miller's a. Oh, you mean overall? Overall, yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, Brown, the Browns suck. Oh, the Browns, yeah, the Browns suck. I'm saying overall, yeah. I mean, there, you got. J.J. Watt, Hall of Fame, Vaughn Miller, Hall of Fame, AJ, uh, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, probably Hall of Fame. Definitely Julio. <laughs> Hall, I would play – I'm not A.J. Green, not so much. Uh, Marcel, he's good, though. Marcel Darius, Aldon Smith. Yeah, it's a pretty good draft. But the quarterback oh, yeah, was horrible <laughs> besides Cam Newton, though. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? That year, that year I had Blaine Gabbert ranked ahead of Cam Newton. I had Blaine high. I was really high on Blaine. I had Blaine Gabbert was the shit, dude. Yeah, and he's a ladies' man, so we always like that. Me and Josh. Always like that. <laughs> yeah, I told you a story off, the- <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, Andy Dalton was in that draft, and he's still start playing. He's not starting anymore, I guess, but uh, he's still in the NFL. Ponder's gone. Gabbard's still there. Locker's gone. Dude, Andy Andy Dalton was a great pick. If you can get if you can get Tyrod in the second round, Malcolm Ponder, Smith. Ponder sucked. Malcolm Smith is starting on the Browns. Yeah. 
You're like, I don't want him to start, but he is. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's a, that's a Greg oh, McElroy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Tory Smith. I like. What happened to Tory Smith? I thought he was gonna be like a. He was good. He just was all speed, dude. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot. He was like, I was also like. He went. He ran. He ran young. one route in that Ralph Friedgen offense. I think that was what it was. I think that's who really? was the head coach. I, do, I thought Tory Smith was gonna be. I was like Tory. I was, everyone was talking about Julio and AJ Green. Watch out for Tory Smith. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he ran. He wasn't quite one that route. Good. Yeah. He was, oh, all right. he, was, he was a second rounder, though. You know, anytime you can get, I don't, yeah, he, fuck, dude. There's first rounders that show less production than him. He was good. He was good. He was good, but he, I mean, he was, he was the third receiver drafted. Well, he was, yeah, that's good. He was all right. He was good for the Ravens. He was good. He was really, really, he didn't, he didn't last very long, and he was really, really bad for the Panthers. I don't think he even played. I think he just sat there, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 2011, man. I was uh, pretty young. I mean, I was like not even really doing draft stuff yet. I was, I was just like watching as a casual oh. fan. So, oh, I, bro, I we're gonna dive in, bro. We're gonna yeah. dive in, dude. That's gonna be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. But all right, this was the Browns Wire podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley sixteen. Check out my work at Buckeyes Wire. Check out my work at Browns Wire. We are now going live on YouTube and Twitter on Sundays. Uh, the times change vary from eight o'clock to nine o'clock, so keep your eye out for that. But as always, these MP3s will be re- released on Wednesday morning. Donovan, where can they follow you at, and what you got going on? Yeah, like I said, I got the one through thirty-two NFL draft rankings going on for this year's class. I'm gonna start working on twenty eleven now. That's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, um, dude. Yeah, and just uh check me out on Twitter at Don James Sports. The name remains the same. I appreciate it. Um I also did not know that Mike Farrell was talking shit about Trey Smith and Mike Farrell tweeted at me and Does I got he? caught I got caught up in like I thought people were talking about me. I was like, dude, why does everyone hate me? Like, what did I do? But it's because Mike Farrell, like, tweeted at, like, he, you know, I, I, I you know, my, I used to work for Rivals. Mike Farrell's, like, the godfather of recruiting for, for them. But I didn't know. He was know talking what. shit about Trey, Trey Smith? Yeah, he's, like, ne- he, him, he's, like, never gotten along with, like, Tennessee fans. Um, but he was talking shit about Trey Smith. He's like, I, he was like, ha-ha, I told you. He wouldn't get drafted high as you thought he would. He was like fake five star or whatever. He's like, I never had him as a five star. I'm like, dude, this dude Damn. has like. I was like, you realize he didn't get drafted because like he could die in the next like ten years, right? Like it's not because he's not good. It's because his medicals were hor- his medicals are like they weren't you know they're not injury they're not injury related. They're like actual health concerns. No shit. He has like a. What does he have? Like a regular heartbeat? Like his EKG came back bad or something. And he, and he he has like a bunch of metal he has like a oh, I don't know man it's like some of his kidneys or like something like that I don't want to say the wrong thing but like he's got a bunch of he's got medical conditions though and like he got shitted on basically Mike Farrell and I was like so confused I was like what do I have to do with this I love Trace <laughs> that was my favorite part of the weekend for me is getting caught up in that because I was so confused but he I'm Trace Smith he did go 226 which was insane Oh, this is he had blood clots in his lung. That's right. And he and he does have a regular heartbeat, but he was born with that. But that's still bad. But like I don't know. People are saying they don't know if he will like really ever play. But he went to Kansas City. I mean, that's a perfect yeah. spot for him. You know, they're gonna take it whoever is the best player. I just want to say that. I, I really feel bad for Trey Smith, man. I don't think he knew well, I don't, I don't know. The blood clots, I hate that for him. He's a good guy, good player, but yeah, um, I anyway, was just looking you. all that shit up. It's wild. Yeah, I, I I didn't know exactly what happened to him. Eric Eric is a big Trey Smith guy, and he was telling me, man, I, I really feel bad. I don't know if he like really how long this guy would play with the blood clot stuff, but yeah. he's had blood clots twice in his long. Well, we've seen, we've seen guys that have had. What was it? Brian Mandeville, the tight end from like Northeastern. He was supposed to be, you know, the first player drafted from Northeastern, and then he had like they found like cancer at the combine or some shit. He never played it down. There's been there's been Damn. issues. I didn't know that. Something like that. There's a, a, a it was Brian Brian Mandeville, I think was his name. And I don't remember was that, that you know allegedly something was was wrong there, and, and I don't think he ever played it down. And he was supposed to at least get drafted. Um, but yeah, what a, what a somber story to end the podcast with Donovan. Yeah, I know. I feel bad. <laughs> well, I, I was just mo- mainly talking about Mike Farrell talking shit about. Dude, send like me that because I'm trying to find. I'm just trying to find it. You guys probably saw me just staring into the camera like this, but I was actually trying to find going up and down your Twitter deleted, trying to find he was, it. He deleted the tweet, but oh, because he was getting attacked so bad. 
Oh yeah, dude. I mean, like, I think Trey Smith like tweeted at him. Dude, that's fun. It's like, dude, like, you know my story. Like, why you? Like, it's not like this dude was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, harsh, man. Yeah, I'm like, dude, there's blood clots in his lung, bro. Chill. Yeah, but he's you know. not even worried about the draft. He just wants to live. Mike Farrell was probably like drunk, tweeting from like, you know, somewhere. It was anyway. pretty interesting watching, like, so Joshua Kando got drafted like the fourth, fifth round. Oh, I I remember when he was him and Chase Young were were going. The the rumor was that they were both going to Maryland, and that mm-hmm. defensive end class it was Jalen Phillips, Chase Young, and Joshua Kando, and it's like, dude, one of these things is not like the other, bro. It's wild. You know, because Kando just never – he was okay. He was always – he was very good for Florida State, but he was a guy that – well, he just never – he ain't Chase Young. He ain't Chase Young or Jalen Phillips. I mean, even Jalen Phillips is – I'm not going to – he's not a bust, but he didn't do shit at UCLA. You know what I mean? It wasn't until this past year at Miami when he really yeah. exploded. You know what I mean? But still, he was he was the dude. He was a dog. But Joshua Kando just never – he was always hurt. It's just crazy when you look at those recruiting guys and some of them just, you know – who you who you view as the top tier, and then who fall who falls flat or falls falls later? But the guy's got a lot of talent. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, this he was the like, Browns Wire podcast. Oh, you had something else? No, I was gonna say he has like two moves, and he's hurt all the time. So that's not I know. a good combination. Yeah, I know it's rough. But he was he was he was right there with Chase Young and Jalen. There was a battle. All three yeah. of those guys were the number one defensive end in the country at one point. Actually, I don't even know if jo- I don't know if Chase Young ever actually was number one. I think he he rotated between like two and three, but like I know Joshua Kando was number one at one point, right? Yeah, he was. He was also on yeah, that dude. freaking team where that was insane in high school. IMG, they just had like nine players in that high school team. <laughs> yeah, he was. I think he was committed to Maryland. When he, I know when he took. I don't know. I, I don't. It's so long. Ago. I know. I know that he was committed to Maryland at one point. I thought when he was committed to Maryland, that's when he was a five star because that was when I think it was Randy Randy Snow. Was no, it he, was committed, he, he, he was committed to Maryland, but he also transferred to IMG last year. Of course, of course, because he was well, he was a, he was a five star when he was at when he was committed to Maryland. I just don't yeah. think he's yeah. yeah. But all right, we'll go ahead and end this. This was the Browns Wire podcast. Uh, we are out.